0: This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? I- I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. <laughs> That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee.
1: Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome uh, back to the dumpster diving. Uh, my name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co host, Mike. How you doing, Mike?
0: Uh, not too bad about yourself.
1: Good, good. Uh, you know, as always, uh, thank you to Fred Stoller for that beautiful introduction. I do think it's funny, though, how he mentions that he says, you might know him from, the he lists a bunch of things. He says, dumb and dumber, and then he says, get off the phone. As if get off the phone is a different property or something like that, but get off the phone <laughs> is the line he has in Tom Yeah, that's true. He's excellent, though. We love Fred Stoller. So yeah. th- this, <laughs> this week, Mike, I wanted to talk about, uh, we can talk about whatever, but I wanted to, as, as always, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about the Emmys, as mentioned on yesterday's show. Uh, Netflix. Had got 160 Emmy nominations uh, most by far crazy Netflix it, seven years ago Netflix was nominated for the first time and it got 13 nominations and seven years later it has 160 now last year it was second place to HBO but HBO had a ton of nominations with you know with Game of Thrones. And obviously Game of Thrones didn't come out this year. What I think is hilarious though is like like CBS, right? CBS had twenty three nominations. Fox had fifteen. <laughs> that the you know, rover
0: Becker too. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like that's the last time that they were relevant, apparently, right? Because a hundred and sixty nominations for Netflix, absolutely insane. But it, it's it's It goes to show there's a lot of good things on Netflix. There's a lot of shit on Netflix, too, but there's a lot of good things on there as well. But that seems to be their business model is just to kind of pump out as much stuff as humanly possible. And some of it will be good. Yeah. You and I uh, should have a development deal with
0: Netflix. did, Did El Camino get nominated?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I will tell you in a minute because we're going to go through the. Then I mean, we're not going to go through like line by line. We're go through
0: all nominations.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is- yeah, all three hundred nominations. No, I wanted to mention what we, you know, what we we've been talking. What we've <laughs> been talking about. Uh, Watchmen led all shows with twenty nominations. Uh, well deserved, I think, and I just wanted to go through a couple of things they were oh, nominated for. Sure. for. Um. First of all, best comedy, *Curb Your Enthusiasm* was nominated, which I think is is uh, is excellent. Pretty good. It's it. You know, it's tough though because *The Good Place* was also nominated. Last season of *The Good Place*, and I I really yeah. like that show a lot too. Um, *The Mandalorian* was nominated for Disney Plus for best drama. It was good. I enjoyed it, but I don't know about best drama. *Better Call Saul* should win that. Better, better win that better category. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but
0: you know that Ed Begley, Ed Begley Jr. was in a movie with uh, Larry Hankin.
1: He was. Yeah, we and have a women on the moon. So we have a Larry Hankin and Ed Begley Jr. number of like zero, then right? Because they've been both of them have been basically. on our show. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Watchmen was nominated under the best limited series, or you know, the limited series category. Which I think makes sense and also seems to indicate, as Damon Lindelof said, that they are not making any more. This is not going to be a continuing series one season and done, which, you know, I I, I'm loving it right now. I'm like you where I think if you do something good and, and, you know, I'm 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 in the leave them wanting more category. Like, I don't mind being left wanting more. I'd rather that than you run your idea into the ground and, and ruin it.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But they've been nominated for Best uh, Limited Series, along with something called Little Fires Everywhere, which is on Hulu, uh, Mrs. America on FX. And then two Netflix shows. Uh, are they, I don't know if they're related or not, but one's called Unbelievable and the other one's called Unorthodox. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I they... Ed Bickley Jr. was in a movie with Frank Welker. Oh, he was. was the, the voice of the dog of everything?
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember us talking about him. Frank Welker. What was
0: he's the thing? Now you see it. Now you don't.
1: What was the thing you were? Was that the Magic movie, or is that something else?
0: I don't think so. I what... don't know what that is, but he's in it. A... He was also in Balto with Kevin Bacon.
1: Nice. What was the? What was the thing that you were? That you were wondering if it was nominated.
0: El Camino.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, what would that be under? That would probably be under movie? Uh, probably. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see uh, when we come to that category.
0: Have a category for best Vince Gilligan property? There should
1: be. That should just be an honorary award. Uh Best Actress Limited Series. We got Regina King for The Watchmen. Uh, you know, obviously, well, yeah. well deserved. I don't like Carrie Washington was in this. Little fires everywhere. I have Hulu. But I haven't seen it. Uh, I've heard. I've seen a couple episodes of like Mrs. America, and and uh, I haven't seen Unorthodox. But Cape Blanchett's uh, nominated for Mrs. America. I honestly, I would be surprised. I'd be very surprised if Regina King doesn't take this home.
0: Yeah, it's such a good show.
1: Then we've got uh, Best Actor in a Limited Series, Jeremy Irons Watchman. And, I, I, you know, that one I'm not sure about. Mark Ruffalo might win that for I Know This Much Is True. Hugh Jackman's probably got, uh, you know, an outside chance for Bad Education. Uh, I guess we'll have to see about that. Um, I haven't
0: even seen those shows, so no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's see. Best uh, Supporting Actress in a Limited Series. Gene uh, Smart, watchman and if he
0: doesn't win that, then I, I don't. I'll never watch the anim- Emmys.
1: <laughs> they, they better watch out. They're gonna, gonna lose, lose. me.
0: <laughs> Who's never watched it before? Wait, is this, is this the one that the Ricky Gervais guy's on, or is it the Golden? Globes? That's the Golden
1: Globes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is the one that's hosted by John Stewart and uh, Stephen Colbert. They hosted it one year. It's, cool. it's different people each year. but no. Sure I
0: feel like now they don't have a host because Kevin Hart doesn't like gay people or something. Yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs> that, But Jean Smart should absolutely win. She is magnificent and, and better than from the ones I've seen, You know, uh, like uh, Uzo, Abdullah, uh, and no offense to her, or Margot Martindale, who are, who are both on Ms., Mrs. America or Tracy Ullman, <laughs> but I think that Jean Smart... Tracy
0: Ullman was in something?
1: Yeah, Mrs. America.
0: What the fuck is Mrs. America?
1: It's about the Mrs. America pageant.
0: Oh, that sounds great.
1: But here's the tough one, Mike. Best supporting actor, limited series or movie. Ya, 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 ya.
0: Yarmir Yager?
1: Yarmir Yager for the Pittsburgh Penguins. No. He y-
0: probably still plays.
1: Yaha Abdul mateen the 2nd from Watchmen.
0: Please, uh, yeah, yep.
1: Uh, and jo- Jovan Adepo from The Watchmen, and hey. Lou Gossett Jr. from The Watchmen. Who's
0: jo- Jovan Adepo?
1: Jovan Adepo is the young Will Reeves from the episode that we just talked oh, about.
0: Geez. And then Lou Gossett, yeah, Jr. Is the a hard one. You,
1: Lou Gossett Jr. is the old Will Reeves. So we've got three Watchmen uh, in this category.
0: Oh, man. Who was the first one again?
1: Uh, Yaya, Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Oh, yeah.
0: oh, geez. Yeah, that's a hard one.
1: Who does he play?
0: He plays uh, Calvin. Oh. Uh, oh,
1: my God. Yes, that is hard. Yeah.
0: And he's very good, too, yeah. Holy
1: shit. Yeah, that's tough. I, I think it has to be one of those guys. The, the other people are uh, Titus Burgess from the Unbreak- Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, Dylan McDermott in Hollywood, and he's he's good, and I like Hollywood. That's on Netflix. He's good in Hollywood, and Jim Parsons in Hollywood, who's also good in Hollywood. But I think it has to be one of the Watchmen people, and I just that that's that's really tough.
0: I, that's a hard one. They're they're also I, I mean, if I had to choose, I mean, obviously I would choose one for the Watchmen because I didn't watch that Hollywood show, but ah, mm. uh, there's I mean that guy who plays Young Will Reese in one episode, but he's so good.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. He's he's so excellent in that episode. Willis Gossett Jr. he
0: he has a very understated performance, but that's what it calls for.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I know, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> it's fucking crazy.
1: But uh we'll we'll have we'll have time to kind of figure it out before uh the Emmys come out whenever they, I don't know when they come out. Oh, uh Comic Con's going on right now too, by the way, everybody. Comic-Con cool. online. You can go to Comic-Con. Star
0: Wars talks about some new fucking dumb shit they're coming out with.
1: You can go to comic dot com or whatever on YouTube. I don't know. YouTube dot com slash Comic-Con. To, re-
0: to see the release schedule for the upcoming phase nine of Marvel movies, look at <laughs> dumb fucking dot com.
1: They're all, they're all 2023 and beyond. And this one, course. Ant-Man gets a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh yeah you know what's funny about that comic-con thing though mike is that nothing i was looking at because i was like maybe i should watch some of this so we can talk about it on the show i watched maybe like two minutes of something because it's all youtube videos like pre-recorded youtube videos basically and people at their houses and shit and i was like this is boring and dumb and i don't care and then i looked at the views I don't think one of them had more than, like, I don't know, 1,500 views or something like that. I was like, fuck, some of my videos get more views than this. No one gives a yeah, they're, fuck. They're,
0: the only people, reason people go to uh, Comic-Con is they hope they like meet, like, a celebrity. Uh-huh. And since you just watch... I mean, no one cares to watch them on TV. You can do that whenever you want. Right. Who's the biggest celebrity you ever uh, met, Mark?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. So... I played poker with Ray Liotta one time. Um, I met Grant Hill and uh, uh, what's his name, Clifford Clifford Robinson, uh, Detroit Pistons, Um, at a TGI Fridays. I met them. Were they working
0: the late shifts? Yeah, apparently.
1: Uh, Well, well, not Grant Hill. I think I think Ray Liotta Ray Liotta is probably the most famous person I've ever met. I would say. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I haven't met a ton of famous people or anything, and most of them, uh, you know, in poker, probably like that. I've that I've met. What What about you? You don't, you
0: don't You don't have a, a slow motion uh, keeper Sutherland story like Ben has. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> do you imagine what Bill? Rem- do you imagine when Ben remembers that it's like you know perfect lighting and like a breeze blowing through <laughs> Keeper's hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh no my my is very easy he wasn't the most famous person at the time but at one point he's probably one of the most famous people in the world Hank Aaron
1: oh yeah absolutely when did I, you I when know, did you meet I Hank know, Aaron I know,
0: in, I know he wasn't in four movies like really what it was I <laughs> know uh, uh Hank Aaron did a signing at a Gibraltar years and years ago and uh I went to it and he signed a baseball very nice man um very old even then. Uh, you know, obviously he's passed away now. But yeah, Hank Aaron, uh, one of the most famous uh sportsmen of all time, for sure, in the United States.
1: Absolutely. Uh I'm trying to think. Yeah. I yeah, I think Ray Leota I didn't know it was him either. I, I don't know if I've told the story to to you guys or not, but I went to to uh MGM Casino in Detroit uh late one night. And I was working downtown at the time, and I'd gotten off my shift, and and I went there to play some poker. And sitting across from me, like directly across from me, is this guy in a white T-shirt, like a white undershirt, with a hat pulled way down. And I sit down, I buy in. The first hand that I play is against this guy. And I'm not really, like I've looked at him a couple times, but he's all like, like, he's very like bundled up kind of, you know, he's, he's all like, uh, got himself like so not to, to give off any tells. And he, like, I make a bet. He raises me. I called, he makes a big bet on the turn and I ended up folding and I go, uh, I go, did you have it? Or did you bluff me? And he looks up. And when he looked up, like he stared right at me, like right in my eyes, I was like, holy shit, this Raylio. <laughs> and it just so happened, uh, Mike and I don't live in this city anymore, but we're from, uh, you know, Clawson, which is a small little city in Michigan. And it just so happened to me to so happen that Most of the
0: cities in Michigan are,
1: yeah, that's true. It just so happened that uh, sitting next to me, like, because I'm like I'm on one cor- like by one corner, radio is across from me, and there's two people sitting, you know, between us, sitting next to us, and one of them. Uh, was the sister or was the brother of a, a girl that was in my, my high school class. And I said to him, you look kind of familiar to me. And he you know, he said, well, this is my name. And I was like, oh, do you know Molly? And he's like, yeah, that's my sister. And so we started talking. And, you know, then I kind of stopped talking to him. Then he starts talking to his buddy. And Ray Liotta goes, guys, we're playing poker here. Come on, yap, 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 yap. He's like, what do you guys, a coffee clatch or something? And then we all start laughing. And then he kind of like at that point, he like he had loosened everybody up. So he started like the four of us just had like a long conversation back and forth as as we're playing cards. And he was like one of the nicest guys. He was he was uh, fantastic.
0: Nice. That's always good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw Michael Imperioli in a Barnes & Noble in Royal Oak one time. It was like around when they were filming that Detroit Homicide show. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he was walking up the stairs and I was like walking by him. I looked at him and like, he like, I, I like, he did like a double take. He like, gave me be like, oh shit, kind of look. I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm good. But it was like, that was weird.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And he was very uh, minute in person.
1: You would expect him to be, uh, you know, eating some calamari and talking about how uh, right. he likes his squid in New York now. Right. To ease your mind, Mike, uh, El Camino is nominated for Best Television Movie.
0: It's short for El Camino.
1: Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, the- yeah, the
0: thing, I haven't, I haven't gone back to watch that, but when I think about it, I think it was a pretty pretty good, uh, you know, I guess you'd say it's an epilogue to Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. Yeah. I mean, mind you, I never really gave a second thought as to what happened to Jesse afterwards. I mean, I assume it was fine, but I mean, I, I guess it's a, an excuse to make another, you know, thing set in the Breaking Bad universe. So I'm I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think it'll probably when it's up against American Sun from Netflix, Bad Education on HBO. Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, which you can also find on Netflix, uh, unba- and then Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy versus The Reverend, which is on Netflix. Uh, speaking of, we talked about Ellie Kemper in the last uh, episode. Ellie Kemper is the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt.
0: And her dad is Ed League Jr.
1: That is correct. So we have an Ellie Kemper number two, just,
0: just, just so you know. <laughs> Ed Bigley Jr., who was in Pineapple Express with uh, basically every uh, young uh, Hollywood star of the late uh, 2000s.
1: That means we have a Linda Cardellini number, too, then.
0: Well, I wish I had that number.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like 10 years ago, really quick variety sketch series. There's only three nominees, Mike. Apparently, there's not a lot of we should write a variety sketch show. We're almost guaranteed because every other category is like seven things, and this only has doesn't three. It feel
0: like musicals and comedy in the same category often.
1: Yeah, the, well, they they do like some
0: best musical or comedy.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But but best variety sketch series, uh, a black lady sketch show, which is on HBO, Drunk History from Comedy Central, and somehow, how, how do they survive? Who still watches it? Saturday Night Live on NBC.
0: <laughs> That's I one... killing drug history? I, I don't know if it'll win. I haven't seen the Black Lady comedy uh, show. You yeah, I've never cool? heard of it. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. I'm racist, though, so, you know. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> then I've, they have... never, uh, I've, I've never seen that. Do you know who's on it?
1: No, not at all. I've I never know. even heard of it. You, so. I guess
0: it turns out you were the racist all along.
1: <laughs> Oh, man. A black lady uh, sketch show. What are,
0: one of the most satisfying things I, I ever heard in my entire life. I was listening to this uh, podcast with uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, so basically, like, 50% of the podcasts out there are done by Kevin Smith. But um, right. it was him, and I think it was – what's his, What's Scott Mosier, I think? Sure. He was talking about, like, this old this old clip he remembers from back when he lived in New Jersey about oh. this, like, grandpa and, like, this little boy on a boat. Mm-hmm. and like how this little boy like says something about like you know he doesn't, he doesn't like racist but he says something that's slightly racist and the grandpa like immediately calls him out on it uh-huh. and then the most satisfying thing ever was he found the clip on youtube immediately afterwards and played it and he described it perfectly
1: <laughs> that's awesome
0: it was so fun
1: so the the black lady sketch comedy show here are the four black ladies um robin i know her. Th- robin theed uh Quinta Brunson, uh Ashley Nicole Black, and uh something. Lil' something? <laughs> no, it's Gabrielle Dennis.
0: Oh, did I tell you that there's a beer called Lil' Something?
1: <laughs> oh my god, no.
0: Yeah, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture of it into the uh the Discord. You'll laugh your ass off. I I found this the other day.
1: Lil' something. We need to be sponsored by Lil' Something. <laughs> We do. Oh man. Actually,
0: I'm sorry. That's not correct. It's called Lil something something.
1: Oh, nice. Nicole Buyer, who is something. By the, by the way,
0: I've heard of that. I've heard of that name.
1: She's the she's the person who I who I, you know, called something cuz I couldn't think of her name. She's nominated for best reality uh host for nailed it.
0: Is that the lady from loosely exactly Nicole? Because my wife loves that show. L-
1: Deuce Loosely <laughs> is that what you said.
0: Loosely exactly Nicole. I think it's her.
1: Loosely exactly Nicole. I've never heard of it, but uh I
0: think it was on uh, it was on Facebook or MTV. My wife will tell you all about it, but she really I mean I think she's like yes. the third watch of the show.
1: Yes, you are correct. Okay, that is yeah. her.
0: I think the link, unfortunately, it's a uh, 30,000-character URL link and not just a picture
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Anyway, so those are the nominees for the Emmys. And, yeah, I think – Oh, there it is. I see it.
0: I only have one question every year. Is Ted McGinley nominated?
1: Ted McGinley is not (laughs) nominated. I'm looking at little something, something beer. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh my God. We need to get it. And then we need to get sponsored by them. I'm going to reach out to the makers of little something. something. Oh, I I wonder if they're still in business. They could take over. Oh,
0: for sure. It's it's a Lagunitas. I don't know how they pronounce it. It's like a pretty popular beer.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say they could take over uh, the market share that Corona lost because of the Corona virus. There
0: you
1: go. Lagunitas or whatever. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Good for them, though. Uh, So, yeah, Nicole Byer, she, she, my wife, she does a podcast that my wife uh, really enjoys called uh, Why Won't You Date Me? So check that out. your
0: voice on a podcast? (laughs)
1: My wife does do a podcast called Retro Late Fee. The not as oh, popular not podcast well, <laughs> that we do.
0: Okay, oh. look at this. this is, I'm looking up Ted McGinley's credits. This doesn't make any sense. Hold on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, it'll say like the movie's in, then it'll say uh, who they are. Yeah. He's in Batman, the Brave and the Bold. He, he's he's himself as Aquaman. What does that mean? <laughs>
1: Ted McGinley does is Aquaman. Does that mean, played,
0: does it mean in the in the show, Ted McGinley's playing himself? Who's playing Aquaman?
1: Maybe. May, yeah, it could. It could be that it That's could what be. I think that means it could be Ted McGinley is playing himself, the actor, and his role on the show within a show is Aquaman. Or it could be that Ted McGinley's playing himself, whose alter ego in this universe happens to be Aquaman.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. His most recent uh, credit for a TV show is called "Christmas Reservations" twenty nineteen.
1: Oh well, you know he would he he was he was eligible to be nominated then.
0: His first uh, TV credit, "Happy Days," good for him. His last movie credit, "God's Not Dead: A Light in Darkness."
1: Oh, did he play Thomas Ellsworth in that?
0: Are you looking at the same thing? I'm- <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. You couldn't You couldn't have just assumed that I knew that That I had 10 McKinley's filmography Down that well <laughs> Oh he was in True Beverly Hills Yes he was I love that uh, television show and movie
0: That's what uh, What's her name uh, Shelly Duvall Percy McGraw Shelly Long, Shelley like, Long. Uh, Cheers to do <laughs> Kirstie McGraw.
1: Yep. Yeah. You want to watch... One one day for for Dumpster Diving, we should watch Revenge of the Nerds 4, Nerds in Love.
0: I've seen that. Have you? I believe I have, and I think Poindexter became a gyneco- gyneco- gynecologist. What? Poindexter became a gynecologist. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, uh, it's, uh, Ted McGinley is also in that movie. As you may have guessed,
1: yeah, <laughs> he's also in Revenge of the Nerds three, the next generation.
0: Yeah, that was not good idea. He,
1: he plays the dean of the school, apparently. I guess who is Aquaman? Yeah, and then he's in. Who's uh, in Pearl Harbor? Shit.
0: He played uh, Nimitz.
1: Why isn't he? Yeah. Why isn't he in? Oh, there we go. Revenge of the Nerds. But he wasn't in Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. He No, they he, went to an island. He fucking but he he missed out. Like he could have been in he could have done a Samuel Screech uh, Powers, AK Dustin Time. I I've, I've
0: seen Revenge of the Nerds 2, he didn't miss out.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: He was in an episode of Perfect Strangers.
1: Who that the woman that was in uh, Revenge of the Nerds 2? Wasn't that wait, the wait, you
0: know you know who he played in a uh, in Perfect Strangers, Billy Appleton. <laughs> so clearly some relative of larry appleton
1: that's awesome billy appleton oh my god wasn't the um
0: she's ever been on screen was in uh married his children
1: wasn't wasn't uh chairman of the board in uh in revenge of the nerds too or am i thinking of somebody else
0: oh geez, she might be
1: I think that's Courtney f- Thorne-Smith. Yeah, I believe it's Courtney Thorne-Smith. What Thorn
0: Smith. my career?
1: It is. It is Courtney. She is. I just looked it up. I Courtney Thorne-Smith. I swear
0: Thorn I knew Smith. that entire stretch, like, verbatim from the beginning. Just don't ask me to do so.
1: Courtney thorne Smith. I <laughs>
0: interview.
1: Courtney Thorne-Smith's character's name in that movie is Sonny Carstairs.
0: You know where the nerds say in Re- Revenge of the Nerds 2?
1: Um, ooh, no, I don't, actually.
0: The hotel Coral Essex.
1: Ah, gotcha.
0: Which later, through some shenanigans, uh, they they manipulate the uh, signage to read "hot oral sex."
1: Yeah, that's that's quite a uh, quite a little prank there from from those little scamps.
0: you wouldn't want cold oral sex, because that's like a fucking <laughs> dead body right
1: there. Right? Oh god! <laughs> I guess yeah there's a room
0: temperature at least
1: there's a group there's a group of people out there that are trying to uh, kill people while they're surprised so they can have cold oral sex
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just hope rigor mortis doesn't
1: kick in oh my god
0: (laughs) you know what else uh, uh, Ted McGillany was in no This episode's just all about Ted McKinley. Yep,
1: it's the Ted McKinley episode.
0: Major League Back to the minors. Did you see that one?
1: Uh, No, but I've seen the cover of it in the video store, but I haven't actually seen the movie.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why they would go back to the minors. I guess really, what's his name? Uh, Tom... uh, Barringer. What's the guy's name?
1: Tom Barringer. I say
0: Bergeron. I'm glad you bailed me out there. Tom Bergeron (laughs) uh, show some hilarious clips of baseball games in the minor (laughs) leagues.
1: Look at this. Or whatever he sounds like. Doesn't he host Dancing with the Stars now?
0: I think he does, and he also—I know he did America's Funniest Home Videos in, like Hollywood Squares at one point. Nice. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, and also, uh, Ted McGinley was in Wayne's World 2 for like five seconds as Mr. Scream. Yep. Remember that because he uh, handsome Dan played by Harry Shearer. yeah had like he, like they thought uh, Ted McGinley obviously was handsome Dan because come on,
1: right? The and most the handsome guy, no, man on television. Him. Yeah. No. <laughs>
0: you know, you know, who he played in Pearl Harbor, right?
1: He what? He was an army sergeant or something like that.
0: Army major, you fool! No. Aren't you looking? At this. Whatever. Okay, the cheat sheet in front of me. So they get.
1: No, I went. I went someplace else. Now, I was thinking of the Hollywood and Squares Pearl
0: Harbor so bad.
1: I didn't. I Pearl hated Harbor that movie. Would have been
0: the worst thing that happened in the year two thousand one. <laughs>
1: It was the worst thing that happened thing to, involving planes. It was the worst thing that happened in Pearl Harbor, period.
0: It, it was the worst plane related event of
1: 2000.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it was terrible.
1: I was trying to look up Paul Lind quotes like funny lines from uh
0: Like like, like the Jews ruined my career.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: I don't know how much validity it has, but uh, according to Gilbert Gottfried, you know, who's basically like the dictionary, mm-hmm. he claims that Paul uh, Paul Lynn is very like anti-Semitic, like he always blamed the Jews on like his like poor results in his career. <laughs> Paul, I actually like... forgot to—I I meant to bring this up uh, a, a a bit ago, but uh, they're actually going to do a biopic about him with starring Billy Eichner. Oh, nice. Which I'm not trying to be racist, but Eichner is a Jewish name, I believe.
1: Yeah, I think I think he's Jewish. So he's
0: so he's playing a guy that's very anti-Semitic. That's interesting. I wonder if they'll just skirt over that, or how 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 does that work?
1: I don't know. They're the, yeah, the 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 hardest line for him to deliver in the movie is going to be uh, when he's on the Hollywood Squares and he's like, "I'm the secret Nazi." <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh that's a that's a very funny joke for people that remember the Hollywood Square.
0: going to say for people who remember the Holocaust. <laughs> oh my God, I say that's not funny at all. I remember that. And I found Paul Lin like funny, you know, on obviously Bewitched in Hollywood Squares. Mm. Um, I don't know. Does it hold up now? Probably not. But I mean, you know, it's he's certainly you know brave and adventurous, you know, at that time. Whether or not he actually is, you know. And it's 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 weird because like uh you remember the movie um it's a Be- or it's not called it's a beautiful mind I was of a divo song uh the the uh the movie beautiful mind with Russell Crowe and uh mm-hmm. Paul Bettany yes and uh I mean a lot of a lot of people like you know incidentally it only came up around the time that you know it was it was in contention for the Oscar they claimed that John Nash like you know had like anti Semitic ties and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so I mean I wonder what the truth of it is I mean it, it's weird because. John Nash, in a lot of ways, is very much responsible for a lot that's going on in the modern world. Like, he no, is... Uh, absolutely. You know, game, game theory is, like, such a powerful, like, you know, discovery slash, you know, invention slash refinement that it just, like, you know, guides so much of what's going on.
1: I'll tell you what, that uh, people... People that play poker, uh, on a very serious level, they talk about Nash equilibriums all the time. It's, you know, that, that, that side of mathematics is very big in poker. And then basically any kind of strategy, strategy game, game, any, any sort of any, any really sort of zero sum scenario, uh, it's, it's kind of, did you read to,
0: the book, uh, positively fifth street I think it's called?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Yeah. As you know, he goes. Way into, like uh, especially Chris Ferguson, the poker player who mm-hmm. I think won the World Poker Championship in '99, maybe 2000.
1: I think it's 2000. Like his,
0: yeah, his father actually was like a he, Chris uh, Ferguson. Like, he has like a PhD in computer science, mm-hmm. or you know, a master something like that. But his father actually was pretty impl- instrumental in like developing game theory as well. Yep. so he relies heavily on that.
1: Yep. Yeah, his his dad is a very um, a very celebrated professor.
0: Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting, you know, that, you know, these people, I mean, are they anti-Semitic? I, I, I don't know. I mean, what, I'm taking Gilbert Gottfried's word for this? I mean, I don't know <laughs> why he'd make that. I don't know. I don't know that he'd make that up, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I, I have no idea. But the one that I know is anti-Semitic is Bobby Fischer, because Bobby Fischer has oh, talked yeah, about Bobby Fisher for sure. <laughs> Bobby Fischer's actually talked about, uh, you know, his hatred for Jews or whatever. in you know, not so many words.
0: I mean, uh, would you would you be interested enough to watch a movie? I mean, especially now with like the coronavirus and not being able to go out to. You, first of all, I think the coronavirus is going to make a lot of stuff go straight to video, and that's not a bad thing. Not I mean, at because all. I, I'd read, I pay the same amount to not go to the theater that I would to go to the theater.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Me too. I mean, it's,
0: we've discussed it in sports too, especially. I mean, I, I love going to you know to the baseball games and you know that sort of thing. But I mean, I'm paying what like a hundred dollars to get a. a view that's not as good as what i have at home and i could pause my live tv now and go to the bathroom get snacks i can get as drunk as i want without having to worry about driving home why why do i want to go to a baseball or football or hockey game
1: absolutely i agree
0: i mean honestly what what advantage does it offer there's no advantage
1: yeah, I like you said,
0: not once have I watched a game on TV, but man, I wish I would have drove half an hour each way, paid $10 <laughs> yeah. for parking, paid $50 for the ticket to get a not that great seats. And, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. I wish. Yeah, I've never sat on the couch and said, I wish there were t- 10 drunk people around me uh, smelling badly and screaming. <laughs>
0: Or at the glare of the sun was blinding me so mm. I couldn't see the picture throw the fucking ball.
1: <laughs> uh, why can't somebody be rattling uh, around a, a, a rapper while I'm trying to watch this movie?
0: All oh, right. I wish my kids were complaining that they didn't want to be here anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. to me, there's no real no, that, reason. They're Th- actually pretty good. Yeah. There, there are very few reasons to... Go see a movie in person, and I think almost no reason to go see a sporting event in person.
0: I mean, it may, um, maybe when you're younger, it's funner to like have the experience of a movie, or especially like a movie you like. Like, if it's like a midnight movie, maybe that's an, uh, an exception. But I mean, mm. I'd rather, i like this weekend, my friend Matt and I watched uh, Total Recall. Apparently, there's no secret testicles or penises in Total Recall, just oh, in case you were wondering. What a, uh, what a disappointment for Matt. <laughs> Although he did point out something very hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't feel like, man, I wish I went to the theater to see this, but you know at the end when, like, they're in the, uh, spoiler alert, by the way.
1: Yeah. They're a, when they're in the
0: atmosphere movie. of Mars and like their, their eyes are bulging like to like five times their size.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the air comes in and their eyes just go back to normal. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, my eyes didn't work, but they're good.
1: <laughs> all, all damage. <laughs> All damage is reversed from uh, oxygen deprivation as soon as oxygen is re, is, uh, re-
0: yeah. established. Uh, of all the stuff in that movie, I think that's the least believable. <laughs>
1: that's like that's like if you touched a, a hot stove and like burned your hand to the point that it was blistering, and then you were like, "Oh no!" and pulled your hand off the stove, and then your hand just healed. <laughs> well, it's not hot anymore, so. Oh, I, tr- I turned it off. <laughs> It's not hot anymore, also, so why would it? Uh, why would it be burning?
0: Also, Dean Norris is in this movie very briefly.
1: Oh yeah, uh, the comedian.
0: <laughs> no entry.
1: Yeah, I know. it is.
0: <laughs> um, but another thing I realized in this movie, if you look at this movie <laughs> and you look at the writing, both like his leading interests are like Hispanic women. Yes. His his maid that he had an affair with was also Hispanic. Women. Oh. <laughs> Uh, there's something going on back there Arnold was that an Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger uh, was that a influence of, it was like make her uh, Hispanic in the script
0: Did she be a maid
1: what <laughs> <laughs> oh man we're gonna shoot this in California <laughs> uh, that's the one word I can really do with in his voice <laughs> But anyway, so that is uh, that is the episode for the week, uh, Mike. You got you got anything you, more you want to say?
0: Not a damn thing. All right. Well, then we'll
1: see you next week. You bastards. Bye.